The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. We are so excited about this show because these are mutual friends that we all met through CEO Space. So a big shout out to CEO Space International for bringing people together and having them actually take their game to another level. Also, our friends at Voice America, specifically Robert Chinelli, uh, and also Jeff Spinard for making a great book, Frequency, a book that we helped produce. And the reason we have our guest on today is he got a present in the mail a couple of days ago. Hey, Todd. This is Todd Thomas right here. How's it feeling right now to have a book in your hand? It feels great, Dan. It feels fantastic. I, um, it, it, it seemed like it take, took longer than it should have, but uh, you know, looking back on it now, it, it all came together the way it should, uh, especially in working with you guys, and, and yeah, it feels fantastic. Well, I wish we could have actually had the show live at your house and, uh, or your office where you got the book, and then we could have actually videotaped. Uh, so I'm going to give your bio in a second, but tell, tell us how you felt when you received the package. Well, I, um, unfortunately, I was home by myself, but I did feel pretty excited. Uh, I, I heard a, a knock on the door, and my, and my dog started barking, uh, doing what he does. Uh, he's you know, kind of the alarm system. And uh, I, I went, and I, I knew it was coming. So uh, when I heard the knock on the door, I thought, okay. Here it is, and sure enough, I open the door, and there's there's the boxes, and I see the FedEx person getting back in their vehicle, and I I carried them in, and I actually did a, a Facebook Live <laughs> of me opening the box uh, yes, on my Facebook page, yeah, and uh, it just really was a very satisfying feeling, uh, pulling those uh, books out and feeling them in your hand. Um, Heck, I've been reading it too. You know, <laughs> rereading my uh, what, what I've written, and I'm really happy with it. Now, you weren't technically alone because you your dog was there, and That's I know you. Yeah, and you spent a lot of years training your dog to bark specifically a certain way when uh, this book was going to be delivered. So that kind of helped cue you on what kind of delivery was coming to your door. Isn't that correct? Well, yeah, and it's interesting because my my dog speaks multiple languages. Um, he speaks Spanish. So, um, you know, when I ask him to bark in Spanish, he barks. Um, when I um, ask him to bark in English, he, he barks. And, um, and when somebody knocks on the door, he barks. So um, uh, he, he's very, a very smart dog. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say that when you say that, do you want a taco, he knows exactly what type of food group that is and also <laughs> what uh, d- demographic that came from. So that's pretty cool. Well, I, I want to give a, an introduction to you, a prop introduction. I just couldn't wait to ask you know, the, the, the real question, like what does it feel like to, 
to get the first book in your hand because I know you've done a lot of work and it had taken a long time to get that. So Todd Thomas is a longtime mental performance coach uh, to athletes and baseball and softball hitting coach. He has been coaching, training, and working with players for the better part of his 20 years. Over the years, he has developed his own unique style and system of training with powerful mental training methods focused on confidence development. So what made you get into that? Well, it kind of goes back to the, uh, I'm kind of giving away my age a little bit here. I'm not, I'm not old by any stretch, but um, back in the 80s, <laughs> I played independent league semi-pro baseball. And what I discovered, Ken, was I was, uh, I was better at helping and coaching my teammates than I was at playing. <laughs> and so uh, I decided to, you know, start coaching. And then as I got married and I started having children, I had boys. And they were athletically inclined, and I made uh, baseball players out of them, and I started coaching them and their teammates. And, and uh, eventually I got to where I started charging for my coaching uh, and teaching players how to hit baseball and softball players. And around 2008, I just kind of came to the realization that a lot of the players I was working with were what I call batting cage all-stars. And they... Um, and they could do it in the cage, but when they sat between the white lines, they were mental train wrecks. And that bothered me as their coach. I wanted them to be successful. So I dove headlong into um, investing into myself, uh, learning, and uh, I'm a voracious reader. Uh, I was then, I still am now, uh, on the mental side of performance. And I started teaching it. And as you know, as a teacher, you learn more than, than the students learn. And uh, I, I was really good at it, and I discovered that I really had a passion for that, uh, and that is helping people. It was in this area of, of athletic performance with being mental, uh, mental performance uh, giants, if you will. Uh, but then I decided once I got a reality check from a young lady about my own personal abilities and it factor that uh, I thought, you know what, I need to spread this message a little bit wider and help people that are out there that are meant to hear my voice and my message. So when you say you charge for it, I mean, did you give at least a little discount to your boys? Yeah, I mean, I still gave them a roof over their head. Um, I did feed them, uh, you know, so <laughs> when, they, uh, um, when, they, uh, when I told them, hey, look, this is still costing you uh, because you've got to mow the yard, you've got to... Uh, um, I guess that's still me giving to them, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I didn't want to correct you, but I knew Don was going to come in any second and uh, correct that little bit. Oh, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it just dawned on me, wait a minute. Uh, that was still me giving, giving, giving to them. Uh, they've given so much back to me and, and uh, the joy, as you know, kids give. And so um, I'll accept that as payment. So this book is, uh, is it for people that are in sports or – is this anything you can use this any application? Really any application uh, now can. It started out as a book that I'm actually still writing. And I, now that I'm finished with this one and have it out, I may get back to writing that one called Mind Over Batter, uh, How to Be a Better Hitter Instantly. But uh, as I reflected on the things that I was teaching to help these players perform uh, and, be, again, be mental giants and goal-achieving giants in their performance in athletics, um, somebody said to me, they said, you know, what you're teaching can apply to anything. I said, well, yeah, I guess you're right. And I wanted to open that up because I believe in my, uh, the last chapter of my book is about that. It's about sharing 
and about how I believe that each one of us has people out there that are meant to hear our voice and our message, my voice, my message, Don's. There's people out there for them. There's people out there for you, Ken. There's people out there for Jim that are specifically meant to hear and be motivated and inspired in their lives to do the thing they need to do and to stretch and reach for their potential by hearing from them. And so that's why I wanted to make it for a more broad audience. Well, you, you're uh, an amazing person, Todd, and, I, and I'll say thank you because you have uh, joined the Umbrella Syndicate and also Perfect Publishing are in some projects, and I'm so excited to have you on board. I wanted to ask you, uh, uh, since you know that this book as well as this episode is going to be in Amplified Gold Nuggets as well as Jim's uh, commentary and wisdom and Don's, uh, when you are having that issue that you're a superstar at the batting cage and then you go to the, to the white lines, as you put it, what is that... What are you teaching them? What is that big obstacle they're, they're overcoming in order to have the same performance level? Number one, the number one thing, there's, there's mechanics. That comes in third, in my opinion. And, and again, it could, you could relate it to whatever that might be, the mechanics of playing a guitar you know, or public speaking or, or hitting a baseball. Uh, there's timing. And then the number one thing is confidence. It's the number one thing. You know, uh, Napoleon Hill wrote in Think and Grow Rich, when you take inventory of your mental assets and liabilities, you will discover that your greatest weakness is a lack of self-confidence. Now, the interesting thing about confidence is we're all confident in certain things. Like, I'm sure you're perfectly confident in your ability to use a knife and fork to eat a steak or walk up and down a flight of stairs or operate your vehicle. You weren't always confident in those things, but you... You've been doing it for so long now that you are. But then we all lack confidence in certain areas as well. What you have to determine is, is that area important to me? And for these, uh, my clients and the athletes that I work with, yeah, it was important to them to be performing between the white lines. And so I, number one, help them with their confidence. That is, that's so important. I actually want to share the title of the book because this book really is about that, no, that most important part, which is when you are ready to actually perform, do you have the confidence to actually bring it? And so I'm going to give the title of that, if that's okay, Todd. Um, Absolutely. The it, the it Factor Action Guide, Tired of Having It But Not Using It. And it's the eight secrets to kicking your it in gear. And I, and I love the title. Uh, nice, nice. A beautiful picture of you in the front, and uh, this is Todd Thomas. Todd, why don't you take a second just to tell people how they can get this book since it's hot off the press. Absolutely. You can go to todd-thomas.com forward slash book. Don't forget the dash. It's todd-thomas.com forward slash book, and there's information about the book there, and you can get the book right there through my, uh, through my website. And perhaps, Todd, you can do a Facebook Live later that might even turn into another book on how to train your dog to know exactly when this particular book's going to come to your door. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I, I hadn't thought of that one, but I'll put that down on my list. I have already started working on another book. <laughs> well, that uh, was inspired about it in the shower the other morning. <laughs> well, it's, uh, we're getting closer to the end of the, uh, the first segment, and I did want to give an opportunity to Jim first and then Don, since you invited them on the show, to uh, ask a question or let them know uh, what, what they've thought of any of the material you've been sharing. Okay, Don, you want to go? Sure, absolutely. You know, I, I had the good fortune to um, be introduced to Todd at CEO Space through a mutual friend, and 
the interesting thing about coaches when they meet each other is they can learn from each other, uh, but oftentimes their egos get in the way and don't allow that. And so one of the, the, the most distinguishing, most important distinguishing factors about Todd is that I've never seen a time, and we've known each other for a while, and we've been together quite a bit, I've never seen a time where he lets his ego get in the way of doing the right thing. So I've learned a lot from Todd. Even though he was a coaching client of mine for a while, I, I believe I've learned as much from him as, uh, you know, as I've shared with him as well. And, and did you uh, get a book in the mail, or has your dog been trained ready to identify that you got it? You know, I, I, did get a do- I did get a dog in the mail, but my book could not bark. Yeah, no, I, my, my dog barks in one language, but I don't speak that language, so I have no idea what, what she's saying. But um, she's cute, and the book did come, and like Todd, I massaged the box, and I took my time in opening it. It really is, all kidding aside, it is quite an experience to look at your book for the very first time and hold it in your hand because there's literally months worth of thinking and writing and, and, and editing and changing things and should, should my picture be on the cover or should it be something else? It's just a gazillion different decisions that go into that final piece of, of work that now you're holding in your hand. So quite an experience and uh, there's... I, I understand the statistics are that there's about 50% of the population that want to write a book, and there's less than 1% of the population that actually does write a book. So I feel privileged to be in the same category as you, Ken, um, and uh, Todd, as well as Jim. Well, I, I, I would just add to that that the figure I heard was 85%, but I think that's uh, taking the uh, a, a survey from professionals that are in business that I mean, we're not asking people that are like one or two year old that want to write a book and they didn't do it. <laughs> but it's, it, it, is, it is actually 1% though. You are correct. Uh, it's, it's a very small percentage of people that actually pull the trigger and do that. And, and the reason I was correcting you, Don, is not everyone cares to write a book, but the ones that do care to write a book, it's very few of them that actually accomplish right. the task. Right. And, yeah. and, and Feels good. And congratulations, Todd. And I, and I always tell so people much. it's... I always tell people it's uh, a little bit like giving birth and that you are actually taking what's in your mind, downloading it, and you're actually, it's a, it's a lifelong lesson. Everything, I mean, you're giving the best you can. It's not like you do your first book and you say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do only an okay job. I'm going to come back with a really strong second book. You, you give everything to this first book. And right. so I, I wanted to get Todd on the, uh, this particular interview and, and show because I often am not able to capture that you just got a book how's it feel and Todd's life is going to change Don your cha- your life changed dramatically after your first book so dramatically yeah people look at you differently you just never re- you just never realize until you have that actual experience when when you have your book in your hand and someone sees your book and that you know your name is at the bottom where the author is and in in my case like Todd my picture is on the front of it and they're like in awe uh, it's kind of like you became a doctor or something. It's it's a pretty amazing experience, and, and it does change you. Well, I'll tell you, Don, uh, it was quite a, a task of getting Todd to actually put his name on the on the front cover bottom. He wanted to put your name, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. It's not going to mark <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then he wanted to give credit to his dog, and I was like, there's a time and a place for that. Do it in acknowledgments, okay? So, uh, Todd, <laughs> let, let, let's give a little bit more meat. Give, a, give some uh, gold nuggets uh, from the book so people know what they're getting. Uh, and share some of the secret sauce of, of what you brought into the book, and let's, again, make it uh, available to people. 
Absolutely. Well, one of the things that you're going to find out is in, in Chapter 4, it's not what you think. It's really what you think about what you think. And what I talk to uh, or write about there, and I talk to my clients and my players a lot to, uh, about, is that, listen, you're, you're going to have, uh, try as you may, we, uh, you, you should be positive, you should be optimistic. We all strive, to, I definitely strive to be that. I, I've got loads of positive books on my desk, and, and I've read them, uh, some of them multiple times, and I strive for optimism, but try as we may. Those negative thoughts still come back on us from time to time. When we, when we mess up, when we reveal a flaw that we might have, uh, or if we fail, which we all do, even when we're um, you know, heading, climbing up a ladder, say, to write a book, I had plenty of, of down moments in there. And our brain will pop those thoughts in again, again telling you, like uh, I struggled with for so many years, is telling me I wasn't good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not educated enough. And so what you have to do is not uh, fuse yourself with those thoughts. You have to learn, a, it's an incredibly powerful psychological skill to be able to learn how to disconnect yourself from the negative thoughts that you have because I contend, uh, again, in, in Chapter 4, that you will have those thoughts. They're going, to ha- they're going to come up on you, and they're going to come back on you. You can't really ever get rid of them. Um, you might suppress them. You might get them down there where you don't think of them in a while. But the moment you mess up, there's your brain, your mind, ready to pounce, saying, ah, see, I told you so. Remember, I told you you weren't good at this. And so it's a powerful psychological skill to learn how to separate yourself, to disconnect from your thoughts. And that is maybe the single most powerful thing that you learn in the book. There's certainly a number of other things, but learning how to disconnect from your thoughts, to, to say something to the effect that, I notice that I'm having the thought that I'm no, I'm not, I'm not good enough. Well, I, I usually follow that up with is, oh, okay, it's the not, I'm not good enough story again. Okay, thanks, mine. And and I just let those negative thoughts, when they come about, come and go, just like passing cars. And if you can learn that skill, it's a skill, just like physical things. That like when I teach my players physically how to hit a baseball or a softball. That takes practice. Guess what? The mental and the psychological skills also take application and practice. It doesn't happen the first time. You've got to keep taking action, taking action. And, of course, I have a chapter specifically dedicated in my book on taking action. All right. So this is the It Factor Action Guide. Tired of having it but not using it, Todd Thomas, and we are going to make the information available on the Amplified uh, social media channel. And Todd is going to be back uh, probably monthly with other authors he knows, and he's going to share other chapters from the book. So we're going to be back in a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. 
Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, we are back. Welcome back. I'm in Washington, D.C., and we have authors all across the United States. And I just wanted to give another shout-out to CEO Space International because they are the one that brought all of us together in some type of fashion at some type of forum. And I also want to give a shout-out again to Robert Cellini for uh, his help in getting people like Todd and Jim and Don radio shows. So if you are interested in having a radio show where you can have your voice on the air, this is Voice America. Jeff Spinard has a book called Frequency. So I wanted to give a nice little bio to Jim, or Jim Beach. He grew up in Las Vegas, right near Don, and he's, surra- he's surrounded by lots of great people. He was told that he should be in gangs. Is that right, Jim? You're supposed to be in gangs? I was encouraged to be in one, yes. Okay, I got you. And uh, Jim's message is that everyone faces challenges, but it's the people who overcome those challenges that he encourages and inspires others to believe what is possible. He is relentless about your goals, dreams, and those things in which you desire and deserve. So Todd was kind enough when he uh, was asked to be on the, the program. I said, hey, this is, your, this is your hour. This is you being highlighted for your book. And I just want to ask a question. Were there any other people that motivated you? Were there other people that uh, you consider friends that have been authors? And so he mentioned you right off the bat. And I said, you mean the guy who's in a gang? And he was like, no, he was asked to be in a gang. He is not in a gang. And I know, I know that reputation has kind of haunted you uh, your whole life. That, uh, so, uh, Todd, I'd like to give you an opportunity to, uh, to let the guests know why you selected Jim to be on your show. Well, the bottom line is is that I really believe in in Jim and his message. But I, I was giving a speech one a speech one time, and I was broadcasting it live on on uh, Periscope, and I got a comment from somebody said, "Hey, Todd, nice shoes." Um, and it turned out it was it was Jim Beach. Well, after that was over, and I, I found out who he was, I started following him, 
and and getting on his periscopes and seeing him uh, do speeches and 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 he's just an incredibly motivational and inspirational speaker. Um, I, I heard about his story. His story is fantastic. I let him tell um, the uh, the meat of it, of course. But I was so inspired by his story, and and I really just believe that uh, his story is one that, like I said in in chapter ten of my book, I thought about sharing it. He really fits that mold in, in that there are people out there that need to hear Jim Beach and his story and the, the inspiration that that will give them to motivate them to do the things they need to do in their lives. So uh, Jim and I, over the past several months, have become good friends. We, we, we've never met. We haven't met in person, but we, I felt like that we have. I felt like we've known each other even much longer than that because of the connection that we've made. Uh, several times uh, with phone calls or phone calls regularly, fairly regularly, and then uh, just watching each other's shows and keeping up with what's going on with each other. So uh, I just really believe in Jim and his message, and I think it's one that needs to be heard. So, Jim, what so is Jim, the name of your? You... Yeah, I was going to say, what is the name of your book? What is the name of your book, Jim? The name of my book is the nickname that did not stick, or the nickname that didn't stick. Excuse me. <laughs> And and did you? That is funny. Did um, did you actually send a copy to Todd and and train his dogs so that he would know when the copy arrived? No, that hasn't <laughs> happened yet. <laughs> well, well, go ahead and tell your story, Jim. What's that? Jim, go ahead and tell your story. Tell about how you are a recent author. If I recall, you said you uh, did your book this year, and it, it literally arrived to you only a couple months ago. So how was the process? Uh, was it FedEx? Was it UPS? Was it uh, uh, United States Postal Service? Did you have a cat? I mean, what, what animals were involved in letting you know the signal? Was it historic? I mean, there's all kinds of things that happen in these first uh, book deliveries. Absolutely. Well, first off, I want to say, you know, I thank Todd Thomas for uh, thinking of me and, and sharing, um, you know, this radio show with me and finding out about you guys. It's, it's been incredible, you know, what I read on what I have read online so far. But, you know, one of the things I want to say about Todd, I, I was on mute earlier, so I wasn't able to chime in as quickly as I should have. But as far as Todd is concerned, there's things Todd has done and said on Periscope. I had been following him for, I don't know, almost a year listening to him and hearing some of the things he has said that really resonated with me as an individual, especially with my book. And um, before I even wrote the book, I knew what I was going to write, but I had never put pen to paper. And with all these these episodes that he was doing on Periscope and tuning in and listening to him, I finally wanted to reach out to him and to find out, you know, how down to earth he was when I was able to speak with him on the phone was incredible. I even told my wife when I got off the phone, I said, this guy, I'm on the phone with the Todd Thomas. So it was really, really exciting to be able to meet the guy. It was just incredible. And now we've become friends and it's, it's been a incredible journey there. But one of the things I want to mention, you know, he talked about confidence being number one. Well, I was in the marketing, uh, network marketing industry for a long time as a motivational speaker. Taught people how to build their business, taught people how to, you know, do teamwork, those kind of things. And, you know, I've been on the stage as the number one income earner, biggest check in the company. But something wasn't there. Something was missing. I still didn't feel like I was reaching the people. It was more about them giving me the accolades for reaching such goals. It wasn't enough for me. So I wanted to move into a different area of motivational speaking. 
And when I talked to Todd, the very first time we talked on the phone, he doesn't know it, but he's the one that actually encouraged me to finally write my book and get it published. So Todd was one of the very first people. Actually, he was the first person I'd ever talked to about self-publishing and, became, and you know, being able to actually accomplish the task that seemed so difficult in the beginning. And because of him, I actually put pen to paper and finally published my book here three months ago. Now, my dog, he doesn't tell me anything because he knows I tell him to hush if he barks, if somebody's <laughs> coming up to the door and those kind of things. But I did tell him to shake and shiver out of excitement if my book was to arrive. So that did happen. <laughs> but uh, as far as any other pets, you know, none of the other pets were involved. No, no pets got hurt in the making of this either. So I just wanted to make sure I shared that, clarified that. <laughs> well, I find this fascinating. I did not actually know that your book came out this year partly due to the, uh, the encouragement of Todd. So that is, that's awesome because I will tell you that my, my uncles and, and, uh, were published professors, and I was thinking, gosh, how cool it is to be an author, be published. It means you're so significant. It means that you've done great things in the world. And um, it was plaguing me all the way till, gosh, I was like 39. I had been saying in this internal conversation, I want to write a book, I want to write a book. And finally, I had enough to say in my consulting uh, that I was doing on the side on how to network better, how to, how to create relationships and sales funnels. And I did that book, and it was such a game changer for me. So what was the reason that you decided you had to do a book or wanted to do a book, and, and what, what was the inspiration? Well, sure. I'll, I'll tell you this. The story that I have, which the book is basically a memoir slash you know, uh, personal development slash self-help style book. And the reason I wrote this is I have talked to so many people who wanted me to share their story, my story on their stage. And after getting done, they're asking me, do you have a book? You should put that in a book. And like I said, I was in the network marketing industry being a speaker there, and it just did not feel like it worked. Well, I wanted to move into motivational speaking that actually helped people with themselves. As Todd said, it's, you know, the number one thing is confidence. And that was one thing I needed to work on. My story in a nutshell, basically, is I was born with both deaf parents. Parents are profoundly deaf. They neither one can hear nor speak. And growing up in that home, I wasn't able to communicate. When I got to school, the teachers struggled with me. I got in trouble a lot. You know, I just couldn't talk. I couldn't put sentences together to save my life. And by, I think it was the second grade, it was a counselor, a teacher, and the principal that pulled my parents into the office and told them I had a severe learning disability and I would never amount to much of anything. All I needed to do was just do the best I can in school. I'll never graduate. Just do the best I can and they will push me from grade to grade. And that's exactly what happened. So along the way, I was very, very picked on. I was called uh, retard, which is actually my first nickname. The, the kids all called me retard. I couldn't, couldn't make friends because the friends I would make end up, would end up picking on me and, you know, they would call me retard, those kind of things. So I became, uh, became a very bitter child, got into that, a lot of excuse trouble. Excuse me, Jim. Is got that involved Jim? in, what's is that? that? Is that, is that Todd's dog uh, actually talking to you about what to say? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. Sorry, Jim. Keep going. <laughs> not a problem. Not a problem. So, again, the story in the nutshell is all of the 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 pain that I got that I had gone through as a child 
made me very bitter. Um, I ended up finally fighting somebody in school because I just got tired of it. I was bullied all the time. And when I had that fight, it was with one of the toughest gang members in the school. And because of fighting him, all of a sudden I went from this kid that everybody picked on to now I'm very popular, but it was not a good thing. That's when I was introduced to the gang life. And it was, I was about, I think, 14 years old, 15, yeah, 14 years old until I was about 20 that I was involved in that life just because I felt like I needed protection when I found out that gang was after me because I had beat their gang member. So with that being said, I ended up just in a life of turmoil where life was just going down the drain, drugs, alcohol, sex. I mean, the whole thing that I was introduced to was a mess in my life. So writing that book is to share with those people who have been through that to know that they can actually be somebody different than what they were told they needed to be or or were told they were limited to. And with that being said, by the time I was 18, I ended up homeless on the streets of Las Vegas. I had a small backpack and a small dog, walked around the streets of Vegas looking for a place to lay my head. Most of the time I slept on casino lawns, having people walk around me and snicker and laugh and whisper. So it was a very, very pathetic life. And at that point, I had considered suicide. But I was introduced to somebody who, were, who was able to you know, get me back on my feet. And actually, the, the person that I was introduced to helped me the very day I was heading, heading to commit suicide. He ran out to get me, literally ran to me to ask me if I needed help. When he took me to the person that could help me, the guy was just like Morgan Freeman. I mean, he walked, talked, and looked just like Morgan Freeman. Helped me get a job, helped me to learn how to work, how to better my life, those kind of things. When I met my wife, she gave me, the very first two years of our marriage, she gave me a formal education. And with that being said, I went into the medical field, into the marketing field, I'm sorry, business management field, and then into marketing. And when I became a success, they wanted me to share my story. The very first time they introduced me on stage, they introduced me as Mr. Relentless. So the nickname Retard was now changed to Mr. Relentless. So my story and my passion, what the purpose of my book is to show people they do not have to be limited by other people's opinion and then make it a reality. They're, the reality is what you make it, what, what you make of your life. My story is about personal development. Every aspect of life is affected and improved by personal development. It all starts with you. Well, I have a question for you about the deciding factor about whether to be in a gang or not being a gang or when you decide you're going to hit that person. Obviously, you'd had it, and I'm sure your parents weren't really helpful from what it sounds like in making a decision about what to do to stop the bullying. Uh, was there a better way to play that? Was there any way to play that that would have got a better uh, out outcome? You know, I've thought often about that, and Ken, I can't think of anything that would have helped. Um, yeah. My my parents, my dad's every bit of five foot, maybe five foot five. I mean, he was a little guy. Both of both of my parents being deaf, they couldn't really talk to anybody to really get the help that I needed. So it was a very difficult decision, and I made the decision quietly and by myself. And uh, when my dad found out, he wouldn't have anything to do with me during the time that I was in the gang. So it's, it's, I don't know if there was something that could have been done differently, but it was definitely something that I accept as a part of my past 
and it has helped me to define who I am today. Well, sometimes you're making the better choice of two bad choices, and if you kept taking it, you might have actually committed suicide. I mean, you don't know what the value of life is at such a young age, and you make dumb decisions about how you hurt other people, which is the idea of bullying. And, and I, I was really feeling, I, I did not know the depth of, you know, the, the comment I made earlier about you were thinking about a gang and that you were, so that, that was uh, really an incredible share, and I can see how you connect with an audience because I'm sure all of us were feeling it on the, uh, when you were sharing this that uh, the time that we were bullied because there's not anyone that doesn't escape especially a boy um, the the challenge of are you tough enough and uh, I was I was reminiscing when I had to hit uh, a boxer he was he was he was a bully and uh, he was a he was an amateur boxer won all kinds of fights and I knocked his tooth out and I lived in absolute fear for the next couple of years because he felt like he had to get revenge for the fact that he, I had knocked his tooth out. Now he was the wimp that, uh, you know, he, people could make fun of. And it's a tough choice. And uh, it's not really do you regret it. I'm just saying, what advice do you give people that are going through bullying? I, I know that when you're on stage, you're, you're teaching about making good decisions and, you know, motivating people to, to be all they can be. But what would you say at this point if, if you had a son going through it or if there's a, some father that has a son going through this? Well, first thing I would say is don't keep silent about it. Absolutely don't keep silent about it. There are so many parents and teachers and, and friends or peers that, that don't say anything because of fear that, oh, if we say something, it's going to aggravate the bully to do even more. No, it has to be said. Here's the one thing that I've learned about bullies. Bullies have something going on in their life that causes them to be the way they are. I don't believe that they're just bad by nature. There's something going on in life. Maybe they're being abused at home. Maybe they're going through something and they're contemplating suicide, but their next best feeling of relief from that is to hurt somebody else. If they're going through something, they hurt somebody else. So it needs to be told. Somebody needs to be informed. Then somebody needs to step in, step in somehow. There's got to be a resolve somewhere. My son was a victim of bullying not long ago. Matter of fact, this was just last year, end of last year. He was a victim of bullying. And what he did, the, I mean, the kid was so, so, such a tyrant that he pushed him into the locker and it cut my son's face. There was about a two-inch slash on his face. My son didn't do anything. He came home and talked to me about it, told, asked me what to do. I said, son, what you need to do is go back. When he comes back to school, you know, talk to him and just, you know, let, tell him to let things go. It's all good. Well, my son even went beyond that. And when the kid returned to school, he was suspended for what he had done because there was plenty of witnesses who seen it. When he had come back, my son went over and actually sat down with him and carried on a conversation as though they had just become friends and told him to let things go and, and bygones be bygones to the point where he was even helping him with his books. They are now absolutely great friends, and that kid is no longer a bully. So there is something to be done. It just has to be, somebody has to speak up. They cannot be silent about it and let it go. Don, did you have a comment you wanted to make? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm humbled by your story, to be, to be quite frank, because uh, this is the first time I've heard your story, Jim, and uh, it's quite amazing. Um, my question is, when you were homeless and that person intervened, what was the mental sh uh, or internal shift for you that caused you to say, 
you know, homeless no more. I'm going to get out of this, you know, this situation that I'm in. Can you speak to the, the internal change that happened for you? And one second, just one second. This is important because I want you to have a chance to really tell the answer to that. We're going to go to break and we're coming back with that answer. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. If you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities. And then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back to the third segment. The first segment went quick. The second segment went even quicker. And we are actually supposed to be in the third segment with Don. But uh, Don asked a really great question to Jim. So I want to give him a chance to recap that. And I will say we have got, we had so many text messages and uh, uh, communications coming over the line of people waiting to hear the answer as well. As several dogs even want to know, what is, gonna, what is Jim going to say back? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and reframe. Yeah, Jim, listen, uh, that your, your story is, was so compelling. I wanted to interrupt several times to ask a question, but I just couldn't. And so it's really amazing. Um, by the way, are you still in Vegas? Because that's where I live. I'm actually in Kansas City now. Kansas City, Kansas. Ah, gotcha. Okay, great. So the question was, you know, what changed for you internally that caused you to step out of your situation and into a, a life of success? Well, I appreciate that question, and just to give a quick way of, of giving the details without too much, you can read it in my book, but the, the quick answer is, as I was homeless, I was struggling with, again, drinking and alcohol, 
you know, with uh, drugs and trying to survive. And with a small backpack and a little dog, I would feed my dog before I fed myself because I thought if I die, I don't want to see my dog die before I do. So I would feed my dog. And it was a struggle watching people that would walk down the street and would literally, literally cross the street because they had children walk down the street and cross back over. So I finally decided this is not my life. I may not be somebody great. I can't be these people I, wa- I watch walk by in these suits and nice dresses, and I'll never have that. And, but I still can be better than what I am. So that's why I reached out for help. And believe it or not, I went several different places, churches included, and people would turn me away because of how bad I looked. I had a long beard, long hair, just a dirty mess. And I would have people turn me away saying they were ashamed of how I looked, um, that I'm a drug addict, those kind of things. And it wasn't until I was walking away from one church where I had a man running out, calling me by name and asking me if I was really, truly looking for help. And I told him, I said, yes, I didn't tell him. But that day when I was walking out of that parking lot, I was absolutely on my way to commit suicide. And when he stopped me and asked me if I needed help, he said, well, I've got somebody to introduce you to that'll help you. And he introduced me to a man, again, as I said before, that looked, walked, and talked just like Morgan Freeman. What he had taught me is that I can at least work for a living. He taught me how to pay bills and so on and so forth. But the one that person that really, truly changed my life to be the, the motivational speaker and the person I am today, I owe it all to my wife. My wife actually told me, using Les Brown's phrase, somebody else's opinion of you does not have to be your reality. And because of that phrase, I went back to school, I got into the medical field and did some EMT work for the fire department and so on and so forth. Then I got into business management, managing restaurants. Finally, I got into marketing so I could work for myself. And that's, that's when somebody discovered me and asked me to share my story on stage. Well, I'll tell you what, you have obviously not only an hour in you, but way more than that. We're going to have you back. I want people, you to just say really quickly how people can reach you and uh, the name of your book, and they can order it. How they can order sure, it. Sure, wonderful. There's uh, several places they can find me, facebook.com forward slash Mr. or yeah, Mr. Relentless 10X. It's spelled M-R Relentless 10X. They can also reach out to me on Facebook on my fan page under Mr. Relentless. And my book, you can find my book on Amazon just looking up the nickname that didn't stick or looking up the author name Jim Beach. And you can find my book there as well. Now, if you can't find it either, either one of those places, it is on those pages that I just mentioned. They can find me that way as well. And it will also be in the links that we provide after the show as well as the show being reposted and in the book Amplified. So Don Cody is obviously a generous soul. You've heard him uh, connect with the other people on the on the show and I just want to say the first time I met this person I, it's, he's, he's one of those people you pinch yourself afterwards and go wow there's an angel on earth this guy is absolutely lives with his full heart uh, he's he's gone through a lot of adversity and he really shares with people how they can overcome adversity and he's a lifesaver he's a person that actually cares he's that type of person that would have met someone like Jim and not turn him away so I don't want to really take up the time, but I do want to say, Don, you changed my life because you made me really see the value of CEO space. And I also want to say that what you're doing in, in life is what causes so many other people to step up. So thank you for everything you do. Uh, first of all, make sure you tell people how to reach you because I don't want the show to end without anyone knowing how to reach you and how to get your book. So your name, uh, how to reach you, your book, and then please tell your story. 
Sure. Yeah. Um, my email is easy. It's Don, D-O-N, at Don, hyphen, C-O-T-E dot com. And like Todd said, don't forget the hyphen. So it's Don, D-O-N, at Don, D-O-N, hyphen, C-O-T-E dot com. And I uh, usually answer my email several times a day. My book is on Amazon. The first one is called, because uh, there's now several, um, it's a series, uh, Life Works, How I Lost Everything and Found My Life's Purpose. And uh, just, a, just a little bit of history so that all makes sense. Um, I, I am uh, kind of like Jim, one of those people who is an unlikely success uh, from whence I came. Uh, I shouldn't be nearly as successful as I am. Uh, neither of my parents finished seventh grade. My dad never made more than $7,000 a year in his life. Uh, they loved us. I have two younger sisters. Uh, they put a roof over our heads. Uh, my dad was totally disabled at 39, died at 52. So we were on welfare most of my um, high school years. Um, but one thing my dad um, taught me was uh, how to use my hands and how to um, um, be confident. As Todd said, that's probably the key characteristic in anybody becoming successful. My dad my dad's parents broke up. They put him in an orphanage. He ran away from the orphanage at 14, lived on the streets, and but by the age of 20, had purchased his first home. It was a junker in a bad neighborhood. He fixed it up and um, doubled his money. And uh, when he moved into the second house, uh, I was the first child, and I was about seven. I started handing him tools because I just wanted to be around my dad. And so between seven and high school, my dad bought... Um, five houses, one at a time, fixed them up, sold them, and uh, I learned how to do everything, carpentry, electrical work, plumbing, heating, roofing, you name it, and um, by the time I got into high school, he had purchased his, the house that my mom now lives in, and it was a two-bedroom, one-bathroom cottage. Uh, his dream was to have a home on the lake, and it is, in fact, on a lake. Um, today, it's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom, jacuzzi in mom's bedroom, full-in-law apartment, two-car garage, and again, it's on a lake. Not bad for a guy that never made more than $7,000 a year in his life, but um, I rehabbed the house uh, start to finish. He was incapable. Uh, his mind still worked. His body gave out. So I come home after school uh, pretty much all throughout high school and, and do whatever he told me to do. And um, by the age of 20, I purchased my first house. And... Um, I just tried to escape from high school. Um, they thought I had a learning disability, too. I was a C student on a good day. There weren't a lot of good days. Kind of barely made it through. Uh, but this year, I'll finish my PhD. I just didn't understand the reason for education then, but I do now. Throughout the 80s, I was in my 20s, um, just um, full of uh, 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 just ignorance on fire, just full of ambition, but uh, didn't really know what I was doing. But I would buy houses and fix them and sell them and I put together quite a, a significant portfolio in the 80s, uh, and then 89, 90, 91 came, and the real estate market crashed. So I tell people I learned how to make money in the 80s, learned how to lose it in the 90s. Uh, I, too, became homeless. So I lost all my real estate. By that time, I was married, uh, went through a painful divorce, and ended up homeless. And um, it was at that point that my life changed. Um, I ended up uh, sleeping in the backseat of my car in the middle of the winter in the middle of New England. Uh, wasn't outside, but um, it, was, it was pretty bad. And um, in a situation like that, you have conversations with yourself that you otherwise would never have. And so after my little pity party, um, I just decided I needed to do something. And uh, I needed some advice. I went back to someone who was an, a mentor early on in my real estate career, and I said, hey, 
I just, I'm embarrassed to say it. I'm going to get back on my feet. And um, he, I thought he was going to, my dad used to say unfulfilled expectations create disappointment. So I had an expectation. I thought he was going to put his arm around me and say, come on, kid, let me show you how to get back into real estate. And he didn't. He said, he asked me a question. He said, have you ever read the book Think and Grow Rich? And I had. Um, uh, I got an Amway in 1979. It was the first book that I'd read. So I'd read it. So he said to me, huh, have you ever read it? I said, sure. Uh, and he said, how many times? I said, once. How many times you got to read a book? So now I'm broke and a wise guy, which is not a good combination. <laughs> and uh, I remember he wasn't amused. And uh, he said, well, you missed it. The answer that you're looking for is in that book. You should read it again. Thanks for the coffee, because I had invited him to coffee. And uh, at that point, I had just gotten off the street and um, and told him I was broke, and he made me pay for the coffee, which was probably one of the most valuable lessons <laughs> I'd, ever, I'd ever gotten. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I went back, and I read the book over and over and over again. And um, at, it was at that point that um, I created uh, something that I call um, LifeWorks. Uh, it was never meant for anybody else but me. It's just a simple three-step system uh, that I used um, to, uh, based on all the principles in Thinking Grow Rich, uh, to get myself uh, from being homeless uh, back to uh, millionaire status, and um, uh, haven't looked back, as they said. So, uh, for many years, that was in 1996. For many years, people had asked me uh, to write a book uh, about it, and um, it wasn't until I met you, Ken, and on um, joint CEO space, uh, met you. And uh, Bernie Dorman, Bernie had introduced me to Greg Reed. Uh, as some people may or may not know, Greg is a very successful author, world-renowned speaker. And um, I showed him my system. And uh, he is one of uh, only two people that's authorized to write on behalf of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. And Napoleon Hill is my, if, there's, if I only had one mentor in the whole world, it would be Napoleon Hill. Um, and Greg looked at my system and he said, it's great. And um, he said, I would endorse your system. And uh, that night, uh, when after having dinner with him, I put my head down on the pillow, woke up uh, the next morning, and the outline for my book was in my head. I got up, went to my laptop, typed it all out, and for the next five weeks, just wrote and wrote and wrote. And within six weeks, uh, my book was up on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And so that's how it happened. I was a reluctant author. So we only have a couple more minutes, so I want to make sure we, we uh, really have some value. Tell us something in that book, like three things that you'll learn by getting that book, and then we are going to have a return of the show. We're going to go a lot deeper, and Todd will help uh, organize that. So go ahead. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give away the secret. The three steps are very simple. It's mm -hmm. the same three steps uh, for creation of anything. So if I wanted to build a castle, I would have to get a vision in my mind, picture, I would have to turn that into a blueprint, the specific and measurable outcomes, and then I would have to create an action plan. If I take action according to the blueprint every day, I can't help but end up with a castle. And so it is with the life of your dreams. You can have the life of your dreams in three simple steps. Wow, that was really doing it. Well, here's some rapid fire for you. Uh, give, give a mentor that inspired you. Uh, well, there's been so many. Um, Bernie Dorman, uh, as you know, is a billionaire. And uh, when I met him, uh, he told me that I, this idea, this, this three simple steps, which was based on Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, and he actually knew Napoleon. One of the only 
two people I know in the world that actually knew him personally. His dad was Napoleon's mentor, as well as Walt Disney and Buckminster Fuller and Edward Deming, people like that. He told me that the idea that I had was uh, could go worldwide, and he would help me to do it. Um, and it was that inspiration that caused me to have this relentless passion. Uh, today, I just uh, in the last few weeks, I've created a new organization that's a sister company to this one, which is called the Great American Health and Fitness Movement, and we're opening chapters all across the country. I'm 58 years old this year, and uh, by uh, the age of 60, I'll be down to about 6% body fat. I want to be the next Jack Lane because people of my age bracket think that they can't have the health and fitness they did when they were young, and I believe they can. And it is the very most important thing. You can have all the money in the world, and it doesn't matter, all the friends in the world, and it doesn't matter if you don't have your health. So that's my next, um, that's my next mission is to help as many people as I can um, be as healthy and as fit as they can. Well, you know, the dangers of having a, a radio show with three guests is the hour is divided, obviously, and, and so is the ability to really get to know. But, uh, Todd, you were so gracious to share uh, on a very important day the, the beginning of your book. And uh, Don did get a chance to talk about the fact that two years ago when he did his book, it changed his life. But we are literally out of time. I'm getting the cue for 30 seconds. So uh, we're going to put uh, we're going to have Don just share real quickly uh, how to reach him. And then uh, I'm going to thank all of you. All right, Don, go ahead. Yep. Todd, thanks for inviting me. Uh, the name of the book is LifeWorks, How I Lost Everything and Found My Life's Purpose. Uh, you can find that in my other books on Amazon and or Barnes & Noble. You can reach me at Don at Don-Cody, that's C-O-T-E dot com. Ken, again, thanks for uh, having me on. Uh, your inspiration to me as well. Thank you, Don Cody, Jim Beach, and Todd Thomas. You have been amplified. You guys are exemplary. You're leaders, and I am very inspired, and I want you back on the show. Have a great night. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.